Everybody covered. Welcome to the Funky Pod. And it's Monday. And you know what that means? MMA Monday. The OG, the one, the only, the original. Back in your life, MMA Monday. Where, again, I don't review MMA. Unless it's one. If it's one championship, I review and I preview for UFC and so on. I'm not doing this because you watch, go watch Luke Thomas, Brian Campbell, uh, Anthony Smith and that other dude on, on, on Anthony Smith podcast, um, Harriel Halvani and so on. So you don't need me there. I'll try to look into like how is the media being used and how is the media using the fighters or the content and so on. Because, well, that's what I do for a living, uh, teaching media stuff at university. I, it's very hard. I know I, I get I get messages like, dude, you're saying you're not reviewing, but then you do it anyways. It's hard to like keep your excitement slash your opinion out of it, right? So I'll, I'll try again. So UFC 285 is today's topic. Um, the next one championship event is in March. It's on March 25th, the pay-per-view event. Um, they have one Friday fights now every Friday from Lumpini Stadium. Um, they didn't. They don't announce the fight cards. I had like as much ahead of time, so it's a Monday, so they don't announce the fight cards. On a Monday, they announced them like the day before because it's every week. So they, they just, I assume, shuffling around. Um, so I can't review much there. Um, Go watch it. It's every Friday, um, Asian time, uh, 7 p.m. or so here in Bangkok, Bangkok time. Uh, go figure out what it's for you, but it's fantastic. It's great. Um, and I'm not getting paid for one, and I'm very critical of one's business model very often. But the one Friday fights from Lumpini Stadium, the Madison Square Garden of the East, how they say like every five minutes in the broadcast. Cut it down, guys. Um, it's fantastic. So go check this out. But now let's review UFC 285. How the media use it, not the fights, right? So let's review the media usage and how fighters use the media. Okay. Cool. First things first, um, those events are fantastic. The UFC knows how to put on pay-per-views. I've said it before. I said it again, pay-per-views, pay-per-views like this where they care are fantastic. The packaging, the production, um, the walkouts, the intro videos, it's all awesome. If there's a fight night, they just don't give a f about it and then it's all it's just terrible but pay-per-views are fantastic so everything was awesome yeah okay no problem especially if it's from las vegas where they know they know everything they, they, they had their p's and q's a's and o's and whatever right so they they have it perfected there so that was great okay that's out of the out of out of, out of the picture now okay let's talk about the, the fighters the fights and and so on so main event um as i said before john jones cyril gan cyril gan was like an afterthought right no one cared about Cyril Gunn before. Um, he wasn't in the media. He didn't do any interviews. He wasn't, like, not many interviews. Might be because he's, he's French, but, I mean, come on. You you had Francis, Francis everywhere, even though he wasn't speaking English very well in the beginning. Now, he's, now, now he speaks uh, very well. So maybe Cyril should go a similar route and try to learn more English. Um, even though it's racist, but it's just the case of people care more, right? I mean, I, I'm not a native speaker, but I understand that if you speak English, more people will listen to you, especially if the UFC is based in the US. Uh, so didn't see much of Cyril Gunn, not much of his story. In the embeddeds, they had a little bit of his story, but yeah, sure. That's about it, right? It was all about John Jones, John Jones, John Jones. We heard about, and John Jones was everywhere in the press conferences, on every podcast, on every interview station, whatever you want to call it. And he was like this this good guy, John Jones, and he's like motivated and he respects it, but he's going to make it look easy. So I like the trash talk there a little bit. So let's just talk right right. Right, um, right away about like how John Jones used the media and how the media used John Jones. Right, the media was fully in on the John Jones hype train. Great, 
Um, and John Jones was like, I'm this, the good guy now. Uh, I just tr train, <laughs> eat, sleep, take your vitamins, train. Um, kind of like thing. No one believes it. I will, no, actually, a, surprisingly, many people seem to believe it. I don't believe it. But that doesn't matter, right? Um, he, they, the media just like was just happy to have John Jones back because they know John Jones equals. Hey, snooze. For those who not who just listening, my cat just jumped on uh, behind me and is throwing her balls like some soft balls on it. She likes to play with. I, I'm happy that you're on the camera now, snooze. So, anyways. Um, the media was just happy to have John Jones because John Jones means clicks and views and so on, right? When you threw both balls down, good job. Um, and John Jones was seemed to be happy to be back also because everyone wanted to know about him, wanted to talk to him and so on. And then he didn't waste any time. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I train, I respect everybody, blah, blah, and so on. But I'm going to make it look easy. So he had like this little bit of trash talk in, in there, which was nice. Like he's like, hey, people say like Cyril is the best uh, fighter or best stand-up fighter I'm, I've ever faced. I think Tiago Santos was much better. Like, so those, those little picks in between, like using the media to pick at Cyril Gan to make Cyril Gan question himself maybe even. And it worked to perfection as you've seen, right? It was fantastic. Um, also he had fun or like not fun, but, kind of embraced it a little like people poking fun at his physique because well he's bigger now as a heavyweight he doesn't look as checked as he as he used to and he he rolled with it he he seemed like a bit, bit bothered by it but he did roll with it right so good on him um after the fight after he made quick work of Cyril Gan, um he he said like or he called out Stipe Miocic right and, and so on which is fine um, and he just kept using the media and was like, all again, like, yeah, thanks to Jesus, my savior, blah, blah. Um, not offending any Christians, please. I used to be one too. Uh, emphasis on used. Uh, um, but I don't believe that shtick. I, I, I would be surprised if we see John Jones with a Stipe Miocic in, during the International Fight Week and nothing's going to happen to John Jones before. Also, and I feel terrible for saying it, but his fiance looks like his PR agent or something. <laughs> Please forgive me for saying that. Um, I know it's it's very sexist. No, it's not sexist actually. It's it's stylish. Sexist. It's style. Just the way she dressed. It was is, is that a thing to judge someone by his style? Probably it's a thing. Classist, no, but uh, job is. I don't know. You 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 tell me what I just did and how I offended someone. Anyways, um, I just don't believe that he's like the, the super good guy now. He's going to be like, I beat Cyril Gunn in two minutes uh, with, I know, maybe not Coke this time, but whatever else he's doing. Um, so, but nevertheless, the media happy about John Jones, so they're just pushing him everywhere. John Jones, always on social media at least, so now he's actually back, actively back. So he's good at utilizing the media to his advantage as well, to always stay in... in uh, in the discussion, of course. Okay, let's move on. Valentina Shevchenko also used the media now after she lost to Alexa Grasso very well. Before she was in all the platforms interviews and saying like, yeah. Um, but she didn't dismiss Alexa Grasso. She just didn't talk much about her, which might have been a bit dismissive. She talked about Aaron Blanchfield and so on. So that might have now come back and bitten her in the butt. But now she's like, on Twitter, like, yeah. And also dismissing Alexa Grasso a little bit. She's like, yeah, I dominated all the rounds. Got caught, so hey, immediate rematch, let's go. 
So, of course, you use the social media to, to ask for the immediate rematch. Makes sense. And, I mean, Alexa Grasso was open to it. She's like, yeah, of course, she gets the immediate rematch. But that attitude, I mean, you have to show that on social media. Like, hey, I won all the rounds, so I deserve the rematch right away. Yeah, makes sense. But did she really win all the rounds? So she didn't, right? So I, I do hope for just Valentina's sake, because I like her, because she trains here in Thailand a lot. So I just hope for her, her sake um, that she takes it more serious and that she knows that she lost like one, almost two rounds. Okay, but she uses the media well now, like asking for the rematch. Alexa Grasso is like, yeah, you can have it. So all good. Um, Alexa Grasso could be probably a bit more outspoken, but maybe all the Mexicans are a little bit less outspoken, which is nice because I'm an introvert. So I relate to that, like to Brent Moreno, to Alexa Grasso to be like a bit more soft spoken, which I like. Um, but maybe you're the champ now, Alexa. So maybe you can put Valentina in her place, like just a little bit, just to, to heat up the rivalry, rivalry a little bit. Difficult word for non-native non speaker, rivalry. If you think about how to write it, I, I just had it in my head. Like, do you write it a rivalry? Um, so that's why I slurred it a little bit. Sorry. Um, okay, let's move on. What else? Well, yeah, Shafkat, Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal was awesome. Um, Shafkat was more awesome. But we kind of, media-wise, I mean, the media should run with Shafkat, like the, the, the this walk-off, I mean, submission and just letting him drop to the floor. It looked like John Jones versus Leota Machida, right? So that was that was pretty e epic in terms of like how it looked, like from a movie. So run with that, like even though he doesn't speak English and so he doesn't do much media, obviously, but just have that in all your, I don't know, high packages or something, I think. So you should, Shafkat Rachmanov should get all the hype in the world now, I think. After that display, you can you can take so many clips from, from that fight and just like hype it up. And hype up that he doesn't speak English. Hype up that he doesn't do media. That he's like that quiet guy, the quiet assassin who just goes out, kills you, and then just goes back home. Like just, he's like more Khabib than Khabib. Like not in terms of fighting style, but in terms of like behavior. He just shows up, he kills his opponent, and then he goes back. So make make this his thing. Make this like into like a hype package and then sell it. Because Shafkat Rachmanov is real deal and the media should use him in that way. And of course, I understand that he can't use the media in that way because, he, again, he doesn't speak English and it's not his, his personality, but the media should run with it. His PR team should run with that. If, if you don't have a PR team, Shafkat, come here, we'll do it for you. For free, even. <laughs> let's, let's, get you, let's, let's get you like the hype you deserve, man, because Shafkat Rachmanov deserves all the hype. Um, but can't say much about the media usage that just yet, but the media should just pick up on him and just like, should show him like, everywhere all the time he's the boogeyman like Shavkat Rachmanov is uh, the boogeyman because like you while Kamsa ragged those people yeah whatever it looks awesome but this walk of squeeze and just let him drop that's the boogeyman so go with that he's the boogeyman I think you should go you should run with that like that's how you sell it in my opinion okay the rest also all awesome fights I mean I can't go through everyone and and um, not everyone can have like the, the media attention. They might even deserve um, Cody Garbrandt very quick should be really quiet. <laughs> I mean, good job winning, obviously. But again, talking about media stuff, like he shouldn't be out there being like, yeah, let's go. Uh, because I mean, in the end, it was a bit, a little bit lucky. Um, yes, he won UD, but uh, I mean, that last round was like not great. So uh, he, 
calmly call someone out, not call someone out like, yeah, I'm the shit, let's go, um, because that wasn't as convincing. Um, other than that, well, the fights were all awesome. Again, UC did a great job highlighting them or showcasing them. Mm, I can't go through all of them, but I think like the media focus will be on the main fights anyways, and so that those fighters should be utilizing um, should be utilizing the media a bit more. Well, I, I, I'm lying. One, I have to mention one more. Obviously, Bonicle. Um, dude, if, if if you knee someone in the nuts and then you win after what happened right after that nut shot, I mean, yes, you dominated, but I don't be that arrogant now. Like I saw him just a little bit on an area, like saying, "Didn't hit the nuts." It's the angle. I mean, that angle must be really distorted if it wasn't the nuts. Like I mean, whew, I don't know how that angle can be that distorted. To 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 be honest, um, and I mean, the guy Jamie Pickett immediately grimaced. So uh, hmm, I still think it was a nut shot. And so if you win. Uh, decisively but not pretty if that's a th if that's something like, like in thailand that would be like a criteria like they, they say it's my why it's like not not pretty if you if you throw some ugly shit when you do in a, in a muay thai fight they're like doesn't count as much like <laughs> it needs to look nice um then you need, need to have good technique uh and the technique of bonical wasn't that great like the wrestling is great but then the uh the sub wasn't that great of course But anyways, if that, that happens right after you knee someone in nuts, and now I'm reviewing fights, no, I'm not. Um, but I'm saying, if you do it like this, yes, you say, I won in a dominant fashion, of course. But maybe don't call it like a fake thing. Say like, mm, I'm not sure if I really hit him. I, I don't think I hit him. I was aiming for the thigh. Um, maybe it grazed him or something. It's unfortunate, um, but it happens in fights. Not like, ah, oh, it wasn't him and he's just faking it or something. Because that's, that's just not cool. Come on. Um, yeah, so I, I think, yeah, that's... A takeaway is also that the media, there's n nothing real clippable from that fight for the media to use to hype Bonical. Like, from this fight, there's not much you can, you can clip from besides maybe um, the end, the submission. But otherwise, there's not much to take from that, I think. I think the hype train, should, hype train should be slowed down a little bit. You can't slow down too much because, I mean, now he beat Jamie Pickett. Um, but, like, slow down a little bit and maybe I can push Shafkart and let Bonica, like, cook a little bit longer. Uh, that, that's my opinion. Okay, that that's enough of, like, looking into, like, what they should do with their media presence, what they shouldn't be doing, what their media should be doing, I think. Um Anything that I forgot? No. Well, lastly, again, props to John Jones, also for how he not only uses social media because we know he's a troll, but also like in the press conference, like a few dicks, not not dicks, but like just mentioning, he's like, yeah, let's move on, blah, blah. Everyone does some, makes some mistakes at, at times. Dana knows that. <laughs> nice. Uh, and he has like those, those little dicks in there. So he does, he seems, he seems smart. He is smart. I just don't think he can keep it together. But um, so far, so good. It looked very nice, very... Um, Oh, yeah, the last thing, uh, the main part, actually, what I wanted to criticize is, this, is the MMA media. I wanted to criticize the MMA media, not the fighters, the MMA media, like whatever, MMA fighting, Ariel Halwani, Luke Thomas, all of you, all of those guys. And it was like, Joe Rogan, right away, like, okay, that cemented John Jones is the go, the greatest of all times. Maybe, but well, I, I have a problem with that. Simply because 
in the same breath that you're saying, yeah, John Jones is the greatest of all time because it became a heavyweight champion right now, you're also saying, oh, DC can take off his, his headset and beat Cyril Gunn right now. He just out-wrestles him. Yeah, so what's, what's, what's true right now? Does Cyril Gunn suck like everyone makes it out to be? Or is John Jones the goat? You can have it both ways. So yes, you can say Cyril Gunn wasn't as good as we thought he was and John Jones outclassed him, would clearly happen. But does that make you all automatically the goat? The pound for pound king now? Just because you have like one win over someone who's clearly not on your level, wouldn't the goat beat more fighters that are close to his level so that he gets the goat status? Wouldn't the pound for pound fight king fight more um, have to have more fights and win them before he's the pound for pound king that's what you did three years ago and then you didn't do anything in between does it still count you're taking three years off and then you're like well, well now there's an easy way uh, let, let's do that does that make you the goat does it make you the P4P the pound for pound best fighter in the world I don't know And that's my issue with the MMA media. Yeah, yeah, he's the GOAT. He didn't do anything for three years. He has one win over someone who clearly effed up or who was no match. How does it make him the best fighter now? It's like to speak to Luke Thomas. It's like, hey, Luke, it's like if if Barcelona, if, if, if Barca, 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 no? If Barca beats Getafe or beats Tenerife 7-0 I don't know why I say 7-0 if Barca beats Tenerife for example right and I'm a huge Tenerife fan by the way I live there so I, I love Tenerife but if Barca that's a the best masculine club the best club in in football obviously and they beat like a lower level football club does that make them the best club in the world No, it doesn't. Obarca hasn't won the Champions League, for example, in a while. Hasn't won the Spanish Primera División. But they win like one match against Getafe, against Tenerife. Does that make them the best team in the world? The best team of all time? Probably not. For the NBA fans, for the Americans who don't speak football, soccer, football, um, Uh, uh, if Ben Simmons <laughs> if Ben Simmons if Ben Simmons just imagine just imagine the, the Nets playing it's a tight game they play the Houston Rockets it's a tight game for some reason <laughs> the ball like it's a the, the Rockets are, um, are attacking they lose the ball it's a loose ball it somehow ends up in Ben Simmons hands and Ben Simmons actually makes the layup <laughs> is he the best player in the world Because he made the layup and won the game for the Nets? Probably not. <laughs> right? So why is John Jones now the best fighter in the world? By defeating someone who wasn't on his level? Hmm. You tell me. Tell me at Funkitpot on social media or Funkitpot at gmail.com. Um, keep your hate comments polite, your John Jones writers. And I'm looking forward to hearing from all of you. Until then, stay safe, take care, keep your guard up. We talk soon. Sorry, Carl. Oh, no.